the microphone malfunction. Part 1 of the interview series. Written by Apple Seeds. Read by Literarian. Summary. Azi Rafael is incredibly nervous about interviewing famous actor Anthony Crowley, becoming even more flustered when his microphone cuts out during the interview and Crowley tries to fix it. All right, deep breaths. Just keep breathing. It's going to be fine. I'm a professional. I can do this. Aziraphale stared at his reflection in the mirror and winced. His cheeks were flushed red and his shoulders visibly rising and falling with each of his shallow breaths. He stood very still and peered downwards, grimacing when he noticed the twitch of his clothing with each of his powerful, rapid heartbeats. He inhaled deeply for what it was worth, desperately trying to regain some control over his body. Aziraphale hadn't been this nervous at work since he'd been brand new to the job and had got lost on the way to conduct his very first celebrity interview. That had been a long time ago now, and Aziraphale couldn't even remember the last time he'd actually felt starstruck. It was just work. He was doing his job, and the people he interviewed were doing theirs, and he'd certainly come to realize that all people were just that. People! There really was nothing to be nervous about. Normally. But today, in about ten minutes, Aziraphale would be interviewing Anthony J. Crowley. Aziraphale squeezed his eyes closed and took another series of deep breaths. It's going to be fine. I just need to ask my questions and he'll answer them and then it'll be over and everything will be fine. Aziraphale tried not to think about the dozens of interviews he'd watched in which Crowley had engaged in friendly conversation with the interviewer. Hopefully, Crowley wouldn't expect him to say much beyond just asking his prepared questions. Aziraphale wasn't sure his brain would be functional enough to respond if Crowley actually asked him anything. It would probably take a miracle for him to even remember his own name. Oh, good lord, I hope I don't make a fool of myself. Aziraphale couldn't help but wonder how those other interviewers managed to do it. How did they sit across from someone as lovely, talented, intelligent and stunningly handsome as Crowley and just talk to him so casually like it was just a normal thing to do. 
Aziz Rafael took one last look in the mirror, smoothing down his hair and straightening his collar before finally emerging from the relative safety of the toilets and heading for the room in which the interview would take place. Somehow, his wobbly legs successfully managed to carry him there, all of his attention focused on just putting one foot in front of the other. He took a final moment to attempt to steady himself before knocking on the door. Aziz Raphael waited for a couple of seconds and then pushed the door open, glancing around and sighing with relief to see that Crowley hadn't arrived yet. The only other person in the room was a young man wearing headphones, with one of them pushed back off his ear, who somehow seemed to be even more nervous than Aziraphale was. That might have been comforting, but instead the anxiety seemed to radiate off him and seeped into Aziraphale's bloodstream, making him feel even worse. Ah, hello, I'm Aziraphale Fell. Hi, um, nice to meet you. I'm Newton, the technician. Mind if I get you mic'd up before Crowley gets here? No, no, of course not. That's fine. Go ahead. Great, thanks. Newton picked up a clip-on microphone and fiddled about with the transmitter pack. Okay, it's switched on. Just put this in your pocket and then clip this bit onto your lapel. Azi Raphael had, of course, done this hundreds of times before and didn't actually need Newt's instructions to know what to do. He pushed the transmitter pack into his trouser pocket and threaded the cable up under his shirt before clipping the microphone into position on his lapel. Could you say something to test it, please? Newton asked quietly. The dear boy really did seem to be incredibly nervous. Yes, of course. Is this enough, or do you need me to say more? That was fine. Great, thanks. Um, you can take a seat if you like. Just here. Newton indicated one of the two chairs that had been positioned facing each other, much closer together than Aziraphale had been envisaging. Aziraphale settled himself into the chair, setting his clipboard of questions down on the floor and adjusting the microphone transmitter pack in his pocket to make himself more comfortable. Aziraphale gazed up at the film poster behind the chair opposite him. He had, of course, needed to watch the film in preparation for this interview. Seeing Crowley running around hunting vampires in that costume, sinfully tight jeans that left very little to the imagination, and that sleek, slim-fitting leather jacket, had hardly done anything to quell Aziraphale's infatuation, and now that image of Crowley, complete with dark eyeliner, black nail polish, and intriguing occult jewellery, was staring intently down at him from the poster. Aziraphale swallowed back the lump in his throat. 
Aziraphale jolted in his chair and his heart started pounding even harder when a loud knock was promptly followed by the sound of the door swinging open. Aziraphale resisted the urge to twist his body around in the chair to look. Well, 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 if it isn't Newton Pulsifer, the man who sets me on fire... The sound of Crowley's voice intensified Aziraphale's inner turmoil and he tensed, releasing a quiet, shaky breath. Hello, Mr. Crowley. I'm so sorry about that. I promise it won't happen again. It had better not. I really like that shirt, you know. The, the microphone you'll be wearing today has been independently safety tested. How reassuring. May I, um... Give it here. I know how to do it. The less you touch it, the better. Aziraphale yielded to temptation and turned his head, his breath catching as his eyes trailed down the length of Crowley's delectable body. Fortunately, the actor had his back to him, his attention focused on switching on the microphone transmitter pack. He clipped it onto his belt, which made sense. His jeans were certainly too tight for it to fit into one of the pockets. Crowley turned around, chin tucked in as he threaded the microphone cable up under his black T-shirt, lifting the fabric and exposing his slim, toned stomach in the process. Aziraphale's eyes widened and his breathing quickened even more, the tantalizing sight in front of him stirring up an intense heat deep in his gut. He swallowed roughly, his throat uncomfortably dry. God, how am I going to survive this? Crowley clipped the microphone onto the collar of his T-shirt and then glanced up, locking eyes with Aziraphale and giving him a beaming smile. Aziraphale fell, he drawled. I didn't realize I'd be talking to you today. Nice to meet you. Out of a sense of propriety, Aziraphale stood to greet him, discreetly wiping his palm against his trousers in anticipation of shaking Crowley's hand. When Crowley did offer his hand, Aziraphale did his best to grasp it firmly and confidently, desperately hoping he was doing a better job of concealing his nerves than he felt like he was. Hello, it's... it's very nice to meet you, too. Crowley grinned and squeezed Aziraphale's hand a little tighter, sweeping his thumb across his knuckles before he released it. Prickles of electricity shot up Aziraphale's arm and his knees threatened to buckle. Crowley flopped down onto the chair across from him, and Aziraphale slowly lowered himself back into his own, granting his trembling legs a much-needed reprieve. 
Aziraphale leaned over the side of the chair to pick up his clipboard, finding comfort in having something to hold on to. I've been hoping you'd interview me sometime. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. I really wanted to meet you. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Aziraphale's face twitched. He should have been the one to say that, and now he found himself unsure what he was supposed to say. Well, I... It really is very lovely to meet you. Oh God, I already said that. I really need to calm down. Crowley tilted his head and smiled, and Aziraphale could feel his cheeks burning. He dipped his chin and focused on his clipboard, clearing his throat, ready to begin. Oh, wait, one thing before we get started. Crowley leapt up from his chair, sauntered over to the other side of the room, Aziraphale's eyes following the sway of his hips as he did so, and unhooked the fire extinguisher from the wall. He positioned it close beside him when he sat back down in his chair, then looked Aziraphale right in the eye, a sly grin on his face, and winked. Aziraphale froze. When he came back to himself, he blinked rapidly, worried he'd been staring at Crowley like a deer in the headlights, although Crowley didn't seem bothered by it. The actor lounged back comfortably in his chair and swept his hand through his hair, messing it up slightly in a way that Aziraphale found extraordinarily appealing. A single strand fell disobediently over Crowley's forehead and Aziraphale's gaze fixed on it as his mind conjured up an image of him reaching out and brushing it out of the way. Now we can start. Crowley directed a pointed glare towards the back of the room, and Aziraphale could imagine Newton shrinking back against the wall. When he turned back to Aziraphale, Crowley's expression softened, and he smiled sweetly. We've got ten minutes, my lovely. The endearment made Aziraphale's stomach all fluttery, and he clutched his clipboard more tightly against him, like a shield. All right, thank you. So... Aziraphale's breathing was so shallow that he found he was only able to force a few words out between breaths. The film is, of course, a remake. Breathe. Just keep breathing. How much was your portrayal of the character influenced by the original? Well, I've seen the original, obviously, but... Crowley stopped abruptly, and Aziraphale far out his brow, the sound of Newton's shuffling footsteps gradually getting louder. The young man came to stand beside them, 
and Crowley glared at him again, although Aziraphale could tell there was no real malice in it. What? I'm sorry to interrupt, Mr. Crowley. Um, Mr. Fell, your microphone has cut out. Oh, what a surprise! Crowley rolled his head back and gazed up at the ceiling, as if soliciting strength from a higher power, the gesture accentuating his long, slender neck. Aziraphale took the opportunity to lick his lips while Crowley wasn't looking at him. His whole mouth felt incredibly dry. I just need... Newton began, stepping closer to Aziraphale, but Crowley shooed him away with a few flicks of his hand. No, I've got it, Crowley insisted. Newt retreated sheepishly, and Aziraphale looked questioningly at Crowley. Is it okay if I touch you? Of course, Aziraphale replied quickly, the implications of Crowley's word registering too late for him to properly process them, before the actor shuffled forward in his chair, his knee now pressing against Aziraphale's leg, the contact searing through Aziraphale's trousers and seeming to ignite his skin. Crowley leaned in close, and Aziraphale inhaled the intoxicating scent of his cologne, both of Crowley's hands coming up just beneath his chin and fiddling with the microphone clipped to his lapel. Oh no, I can't breathe, oh God! Aziraphale swallowed thickly, his hands clenching into fists at his sides. The only way to keep his rapid, shuddering breaths quiet was to make each intake of air extremely shallow, just filling the very top of his lungs before exhaling again, rendering him a little light-headed. Crowley's fingertips grazed the divot between Aziraphale's collarbones as he adjusted the microphone, leaning in so close now that Aziraphale could even discern the light apple scent of his shampoo. Aziraphale's stomach swooped, every muscle in his body clenched tight, his nerve endings on fire. Mr. Crowley, are you sure you don't want me to... Newt ventured. No, no. Crowley murmured softly, his voice barely more than a whisper. Aziraphale could feel Crowley's warm breath against the exposed skin at the base of his throat, could make out every minute detail of those enchanting deep brown eyes, irises flecked with hints of shimmering gold. Crowley shuffled even closer, his knee pressing harder against Aziraphale, who swallowed back a whimper, his whole body flooded with scorching heat. I'm gonna need to remove it. All right, Aziraphale croaked weakly. 
Crowley detached the microphone and Hazi Rafael moved his clipboard aside, ready to pull the cord free, but Crowley got to it first, his hand resting in Aziraphale's lap as he tugged on the cable connected to the transmitter pack, the microphone slipping out from beneath Aziraphale's shirt and landing in Crowley's hand. Crowley sat back slightly and furrowed his brow with concentration as he continued his attempts to repair the microphone. Aziraphale released a shaky breath, swallowing discreetly and flexing his hands at his sides as he watched the actor work. There we go, let me just... Crowley leaned forward again and grasped the hem of Aziraphale's shirt. Aziraphale's eyes widened and he sucked in a sharp breath as Crowley slipped his hand beneath his shirt, his palm gliding up over Aziraphale's stomach and chest as he fed the microphone up underneath it, reaching down with his other hand to pull it free at the top. Crowley's hands are under my shirt. Crowley's hands are under my shirt. He's actually touching me. Oh God, I can't do this. I can't breathe. Crowley locked eyes with him and smiled, and a hot, pulsating tightness began to build in the pit of Aziraphale's stomach. Is this okay? Yes. Aziraphale whispered between ragged breaths. He was painfully aware that Crowley had fixed the microphone now and therefore Newton would be able to hear all of his heavy breathing through his headphones. Good Lord! Crowley slipped his hand out from beneath Aziraphale's shirt, sweeping his knuckles down the length of his torso in the process, making Aziraphale shiver. Crowley clipped the microphone back into position before sitting back and studying him for a moment. Aziraphale wriggled around a bit in his chair, his heart pounding fiercely against his sternum. He grimaced as he realized that Crowley might have felt his pulse when he touched him. I think it could do with being a little lower, Crowley said thoughtfully. Aziraphale tensed as Crowley reached out again, slowly and deliberately unfastening the top button of Aziraphale's shirt. Aziraphale looked down, following the movement of Crowley's long, slender fingers as he freed the button and repositioned the microphone in its place. Perfect. A few seconds passed, but Crowley didn't withdraw his hands. Aziraphale glanced up, finding the actor looking intently at him, his lips curled into a smile. Crowley's tongue darted out and swept over his bottom lip, and Haziraphel's own lips parted involuntarily in response, his heart somehow quickening even more. 
The searing heat in his abdomen intensified, the pressure building as Crowley drew the corner of his lip into his mouth, not breaking eye contact for even a millisecond. Aziraphale tried to suppress it, but a quiet whimper escaped from him as Crowley lightly stroked his fingertip over the base of his throat. Crowley released him, but hovered the tip of his finger just over Aziraphale's lips as if to silence him, Aziraphale's skin tingling as though he were actually being touched there. Microphone's working now. Thank you, Aziraphale croaked. My pleasure. Shall we start over? Aziraphale nodded, lifting his clipboard back into his lap as Crowley sat back in his chair. Aziraphale cringed internally at the way his voice trembled as he repeated his first question. He tried his very best to forget what had just happened, the soft warmth of Crowley's fingers against his skin, the heated look in his eyes that Aziraphale had surely been imagining, the way he'd leaned in so close that it had almost felt like Crowley was going to kiss him. Aziraphale simply went through his questions one by one, and thankfully, Crowley answered each of them without trying to draw Aziraphale into any further conversation. The sound of knocking interrupted them, and Aziraphale twisted around in his chair to see the door being pushed open and a woman appearing, poking her head around it. Sorry to disturb, Crowley. You're needed at your next appointment. Of course, yeah. I'll be right there. Thanks, Mary. Crowley pouted at Aziraphale and rose from his chair. Aziraphale followed suit. Sorry, I've got to go. Yes, of course, I understand. No problem at all. Thank you so much for your time. We... We didn't get quite the full ten minutes for questions, did we? Thanks to someone's ineptitude with the microphone. Aziraphale wondered whether Newton would speak up to defend himself, but he remained silently sequestered away in the corner amongst all the technical equipment. Crowley unclipped his microphone and detached the transmitter from his belt, switching it off and placing it down on his vacated chair. Aziraphale was about to do the same, but Crowley stepped in close to him, halting his movements. Allow me. Uh, uh, all right, thank you. Crowley carefully unclipped Aziraphale's microphone from his shirt, once again pulling on the cable to free it, his unoccupied hand hovering over Aziraphale's trouser pocket. Crowley raised his eyebrows, an imploring expression on his face. 
Relieved that the microphone was no longer close to his face, Azi Raphael released a shuddering breath and nodded emphatically. Crowley grinned and slipped his hand into the pocket of Aziraphale's trousers, wrapping it around the transmitter pack, his fingertips pressing into Aziraphale's thigh through the thin material. Crowley slowly withdrew his hand and switched off the microphone, and Aziraphale's guts tightened even more, his blood pooling at the base of his abdomen. He held the clipboard in front of him to cover himself. Listen, since you didn't get to ask all of your questions, why don't you come and see me later so we can finish this up? Oh, that's very kind of you, but you really don't need to do that. I'd like to. I'd love to have the chance to talk to you more, if you want. Aziraphale hesitated, too much of his focus on simply remembering to breathe to be able to process anything quickly. Yes, yes, all right. Thank you, I'd like that. Terrific. Crowley gave him another beaming smile and pulled a card out of his pocket, handing it over to Aziraphale, their fingers brushing together in the process, triggering more sparks that skittered up Aziraphale's arm. This is where I'm staying. Room 4004. Six o'clock okay with you? Yes, of course. Perfect. Maybe we could order room service. Crowley murmured at a volume that would be inaudible to Newton now that the microphones were switched off. Aziraphale's stomach performed a few somersaults. Crowley shook Aziraphale's hand again, holding onto it for even longer this time and smiling at him sweetly. Aziraphale glanced down at their joined hands and then back to Crowley's face, squirming a little under the intensity of his stare, his heart racing in his chest. Looking forward to it already. See you later, my lovely. Crowley swept his hand down the length of Aziraphale's arm. Goodbye, Newton. Try not to blow anything up today, okay? Yes, Mr. Crowley. The door opened and closed behind Crowley, and Aziraphale took a moment to steady himself, his lips involuntarily stretching into a wide smile. He'd been scared this interview would be like torture, and it absolutely had been the most exquisite torture he could ever imagine having to endure, but since the outcome had been an invitation to Anthony J. Crowley's hotel room, he couldn't really complain, could he? If he could just remember how to keep breathing, everything would be fine. In fact, if he was really lucky, 
things might turn out to be much, much better than fine. 